What's up everybody and welcome back to the Crimson Gaming Corner, your one-stop shop for everything gaming happening here at the University of Utah. I am your host, Jackson Day, and today I am joined by our newest member of GeekWave, Ronnie. So Ronnie, tell me a little bit about yourself uh, outside of gaming. Uh, yeah, um, for sure. Um, so I'm a English major and games major. Um, and you said outside of gaming like yeah just you know, I mean major you go to the U of U obviously yeah um I'm a sophomore here um I'm originally from Texas oh so uh it's pretty uh, interesting being away from home you know being up in Utah it's very different <laughs> so uh yeah pretty much I'm been into games like my entire life so yeah. what yeah. was the first console that you ended up getting with games then um the PlayStation 1 was like the first console that I ended up owning so yeah, I've been a Sony person forever. <laughs> well, that works out for today. Because uh, yep. today we're gonna be talking about God of War Ragnarok. Full spoilers, um, we've both played through the game. I've at least 100% of it. You are still on your way, but you finished the main story. Yeah. Um, and we'll be getting to that a little bit later. Uh, starting off, I just want to recap some of the you know housekeeping for today. Um, this once again is the Crimson Gaming Corner, where we chat with random guests like you to recap the gaming news and events you might have missed, as well as talk about some of our favorite games. Uh, you can find this podcast on all of your favorite podcasting sites, and make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. That's going to be at the underscore Geekwave. We have a lot of great stuff coming up. Um, I think just this weekend, we were working with GameCraft on their December 2022 Game Jam. We've been covering a team called Grindset about their creation process, how they go about with the Game Jam, um, and it's been a blast to cover that. So I'm super excited to see what they come up with, and we will be covering that. It should be coming out hopefully by the beginning of January, so double check our Instagram and TikTok for that. We also are going to be planning on covering the EAE day for 2022. Um, I'm excited to see how that goes. It'll be my first EAE day. I don't know, since you're an EAE major, have you gone to any of those before? It will be my first one too. Yeah, so, I'm excited. Yeah. I've heard it can be really cool. They have like industry professionals show up, just students showing off their games right. and stuff. Um, yeah, I'm really excited. So we'll be covering that, showing off as many games as we can. And pretty much that's it from us uh we also have some new content as well that i highly recommend you check out um one of which pr went to fan x during i think that was like october time um and he went around and asked cosplayers their number one waifu which is a amazing <laughs> little interview it's just funny and silly uh, we made sure to get santa's opinion um which was also great don't worry he's still on the nice list i guess yeah <laughs> fun all right sweet um, that's pretty much everything from there. On the esports side, uh, we've had a lot of cool stuff happening. Um, our esports program was listed fourth in the West by our, uh, I think it was like by collegiate something, um, which was awesome to see. We also got fourth in the Western Conference in the College Carball Association, which for those that don't know is Rocket League. That season just ended, so props to them. And then last night, Excuse me. Last night, we were able to see our esports production team do their first full uh, Overwatch match, which was awesome to see. It was in the collegiate playoffs with Fisher College. Unfortunately, they ended up losing, but it was a really exciting two hours. Uh, I ended up getting to watch it a little bit. We had some great commentators. The production was on point. I'm really excited to see what happens, what is going to be happening going forward with our production team. They've been working really hard to 
make it really entertaining. So make sure to follow their Twitch. They'll be a lot more active there. You can also check out the VODs. Um, that's what I was doing last night. They have VODs of previous Overwatch and previous Rocket League stuff. So if you ever miss out, that's the perfect place to go for that. Uh, and so that's pretty much it from U of U stuff. So we are gonna transition over to overall game industry news. Uh, we're gonna keep this pretty brief because we definitely wanna get talking about Ragnarok, right. I think. But one thing I wanted to shout out is Sony's backlash with uh, the Microsoft Activision Blizzard stuff. Uh, it's gotten to a point where the FTC is now examining Microsoft's acquisition, um, which do you have any like thoughts about that, about the whole acquisition in general and stuff like that? Um, yeah, I just uh, with like all these big companies, like uh, just acquiring each other and becoming like big conglomerate, like sort of uh, like mega corporations. I just uh, I don't know. I think the way Sony's going about it is a bit petty, but like, you know, their business is going against each other. It's what they're going to do. Um, yeah. But Honestly, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing um, the way that Microsoft is acquiring companies because they're, they're giving the money and support to like make games. But that yeah. also just creates like um, more exclusives and more like div division in the gaming community. So I don't know. It's, it's an interesting topic. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that I've at least noticed is the whole thing with Game Pass being mm -hmm. such a thing. Um, I've been playing through Pentiment which is a Josh Sawyer game, which is like the writer of Fallout. Yeah. I don't know if he joined with the acquisition or whatnot, but that game probably wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Game Pass. And I think that's a really well-written game and stuff like that. So I'm excited to see how that affects them. And we'll see, because like you said, Sony's been very petty about it, yeah. which I understand. It's not putting them in the best light, but I mean, as we can see, it's kind of working out. FTC <laughs> is now like, okay, maybe we'll, we'll look at them a little bit, but I think I'm not too sure about this, but the FTC hasn't really overturned anything in the past couple of years. So I don't know if we'll see much out of this. Maybe it'll just be a little bit more compromise between the two. Yeah. But I don't know. Like Sony's been saying a lot of weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. Some of it has weight. Some of it, most of it doesn't. <laughs> you know, um, like talking about raising prices after they just raised prices, talking about how their truth strategies to make playstation like nintendo which i don't i don't really understand that to be honest <laughs> me either because um lots of gamers have opinions on nintendo and they're a lot of them are negative because Especially of right now, yeah yeah because of like the type of uh exclusivity like just closed doors that nintendo mm -hmm. has and i don't know i don't think you want to be like that honestly no which is funny that they're making this i don't think microsoft said anything about this mm -hmm. but their playstation is the one that's like making this connection or making this statement yeah so I, I don't know it's working out for them kind of they're getting a little bit more leeway like uh, i think microsoft did say that they're planning on extending the call of duty thing i don't know if that was their plan all along or if that's something that they've decided to do because of this backlash mm -hmm. but i don't know it's interesting to see as more and more acquisitions get started yeah i'm excited to see how it like pans out for like the future of games, will everybody be owned by Microsoft or Sony or Nintendo soon? Who knows? I mean, yeah. yeah. I hope not, to be honest. Mm -hmm. I yeah. I like the idea of acquisition to an extent, you know, mm -hmm. but once you get to a point where no individual company like isn't tied down, I guess, yeah. uh, the idea of like exclusives in general is a little bit weird. That's why I like to see like with Sony's publishing a lot of stuff on PC, yeah. for example. 
Uh, I have friends that would never be able to play like God of War, for example, mm-hmm. um, just because they don't see the point in buying a PS4 just for those exclusives. Right. But the fact that they have a PC and that's working out, I think that's pretty cool. I hope to see that more in terms of exclusivity, but we'll see. Yeah, and like, and Sony like acquired, uh, I think it's Nixus, which works on the ports. Yeah, of, I think so. Um, PC games. So I think going forward, there's going to be more and more like exclusives going to PC as well. So. Yeah. I'm excited to see that. Um, So yeah, that's pretty much it. Just kind of keeping you guys up to date with this whole acquisition. I think there's very low chance that it's not going to go through. Um, I think they've said 2023 is when it's officially going to move over. They're still dealing with lawyer paperwork stuff, but we will have to see about that. Um, So yeah, kind of getting that out of the way. God of War Ragnarok time. I'm assuming most people know about God of War Ragnarok. It's the sequel to God of War 2018, which is a reboot of the old trilogy, um, just about Kratos going and killing some gods. Yeah. Uh, we're going to be going full spoilers, so if you haven't finished the game, don't want to get spoiled, make sure to get out of here pretty quickly. Yeah, don't stay here. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you, I mean, highly recommend you play through the game. I recommend you do as well some of the post-game stuff, and then... Jump back in, listen to the rest of it. Uh, it'll be a fun conversation. So, yeah, last chance. Boom. Okay, that was a game. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um. Yeah, I don't even know where to begin with this. Um, I don't know. What What are like your initial thoughts? I mean, you've obviously finished it. You've yeah. been playing through, getting the platinum. So, like, initial thoughts after it. Um. So I was excited. And that's an understatement for this game. Um, <laughs> I played God of War 2018. Um, I hadn't played any of the previous ones, so I was new to like Kratos and his journey. Um, but after that game, I was like, yeah, I want to see more of this. And so after finishing Ragnarok and like seeing all that it had to, you know, to show, mm-hmm. um, I just felt sad because I th- that was my one time to experience it first. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I don't know, it's it's phenomenal, honestly. Yeah, I had the same thing where after I like played through it and then 100%ed it, I probably did it way too quickly. I think I told you like the weekend after I was mm-hmm. done. And I just kind of sat back and I was like, that was so... Like that's the first time I've ever going to experience it sort of thing. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, I'm going through a second playthrough right now. And it, it's still so cool, but like those initial impressions of everything that's happening and all the plot twists and stuff just was a magical experience. It's what I love about games. Yeah, uh, no, same. Uh, I had expectations going in. Like, I was like, what's going to happen? And I feel like, although not everything I thought was going to happen did, I wasn't disappointed yeah. in, you know, any certain way. So that was something I was surprised about. Like, um, for those that might have listened to previous episodes, I was very excited. And I was talking a lot about, like, I wouldn't be surprised if Kratos died, if we went to Egypt, like they kind of teased. Right. Um, and even though none of that happened, I was still very satisfied with what they did with the story mm-hmm. um, and just the little things. It was so much of like a more human story than I guess I was also expecting. Right. I mean, we're talking about Ragnarok killing gods and they somehow made every single character appealing and understandable. Like even with Odin and Thor, for example, that, I mean, Odin's technically the villain. I wouldn't say Thor by the end of it no. is the villain. He's just, going through some shit (laughs) Um, but like i understood odin's uh his just like his motivations and why he was doing what he was doing and he was one of my favorite characters in the game uh 
I don't know. It was just such a good experience. Yeah, no, Odin. Um, <laughs> so I'm sure most people will only have experience with Odin and Thor and like Loki through the MCU. Yeah. Um, and that was my experience at least. And I was like doing some research before, and I was like, okay, this mm-hmm. this can be this can be cool. Um, I think the way Santa Monica Studio like handled Odin was very, very understated but powerful yeah because like you don't he's like an old man he's he like comes a, in he's like knock yeah. knock <laughs> um <laughs> and you're like who who is this dude like who does he think he is and it's just like by the end you see like even in even they use like the things from god of war 2018 like odin's raven mm-hmm. odin's ravens and odin's like you know just presence over the world and everybody's like the all father like all part of this like who is this guy and like I think he lives up to it because he's very subtle, but he plays his cards like extremely well. And by the time he plays them, you're like, oh, shit, yeah. he's got me. <laughs> Going through the second playthrough and like seeing the little things of like when Odin first shows up and he's like negotiating. Hmm. And, you know, first thing is like, stop searching for Tyr. It's just like that whole thing with him. What's the word? Like masking his Tyr or like, right. you know. That whole thing was so brilliant. You don't see it coming, but now, like, the fact that, like you said, Odin's just over everything, you know? You feel his presence through 2018, and now even, like, the moments that he's not there, he's there in some way. Exactly. it's so cool. Yeah, and I feel like it feels like it just enhances the first game because you go back and you're like, I know who this person is now, and I know that, you know, these people are in trouble. Yeah. 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 Um, And... One thing that I was really surprised about with all of that is Loki, Atreus, going to Asgard, me being able to be around these characters. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, he thinks he's so clever, undercover style, which, perfect Loki. Yeah. We'll, maybe we'll get into that later, but, like, would, yeah. oh, my gosh. But, yeah, being in Asgard, climbing up the wall, and, like, that was such a complete... I did not expect that at all, and it was so well done, in my opinion. Yeah, no, like... Um, Asgard, that's a good, uh, I want to talk about that too, because like you imagine Asgard is like this city on a hill, like this like golden, like metropolis, like the MCU, like the MCU. City, yeah. even like in like pictures of like, on like Google, you would search up and then you get over the wall and it's just like this quaint little village. And it's like, what's going on here? Is there something else? Yeah. Like, no, it's just, that's just Asgard. And I don't know. I think that like really underscores how well, like, the studio took like all the mythology and made their mm-hmm. own. And it I, reminded me that it is Viking mythology. Yeah, like, like, these are Viking. You know, it's not. Yeah, <laughs> they don't have the gold cities of the MCU. These yeah. are just you know little traveler travelers and stuff. Yeah, like the Vikings, I'm sure weren't big on like huge like things like that. And even Odin like says that he's like, why would I live in like some big house? Like, <laughs> yeah. I built this house with my hands. And I, I don't know. I feel like it was very authentic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It was speaking of like that, oh, how they explored the other realms as well was really well done of just like being able to explore more of Midgarden, the changes that Fimblewinter has done, mm-hmm. or being able to explore more of Muselheim and Niflheim. And then the new ones that we saw, like Vanheim wasn't in the first. Yeah. No, game we just saw or, like a yeah. portal. Yeah. Yeah. And then Alfheim was changed as well. Like was, a lot of these locations didn't like were completely different which i was so happy to see i thought they would just reuse the assets to be honest (laughs) yeah no uh, i thought that was really well done too um exploring all the nine realms just like gives the story like 
a grander feel, mm-hmm. which I think you kind of need for a sequel. It's like, if we're going to do a sequel, we're going to go all the way. And I think, especially like with Vanaheim, um, and uh, just, I guess, like um, Spartelheim to an extent. Oh, like, yeah. That was um, what I it's just like, these are like worlds that you feel have existed before you got there. Um, and I think they're all really well realized. Yeah. I heard a lot of, or one of the complaints about 2018 was the fact that like you're journeying through kind of this dead world in yeah. Midgard, right? Um, and I feel like they really did a good job with Svarlheim and Alfheim of like making it feel like you said, like a livable area. In mm-hmm. Svarlheim, you have all the dwarves. When you first come in, they're all explore, doing their lives. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, it just, it feels like a livable space. Whereas I've heard some complaints with 2018 wasn't really that. It felt more like you're exploring ruins and a dead civilization. Yeah, even so. just like the introduction of humans. Mm-hmm. Like you're like, oh, I'm finding like humans like <laughs> for the first enemies that you encounter in the game. It's just like that alone just makes it feel like they've addressed the complaint of mm-hmm. the last game and they've delivered on it. Yeah, and one of the, I one of the ways that they did that was with I don't remember what they're called, but like the village that's outside of Asgard by the wall. I oh, yeah, like the... people like where are all the humans in Midgard mm-hmm. and there they are and you yeah. can see i don't remember his name but basically link from breath of the wild <laughs> <laughs> i don't remember his name either <laughs> yeah i'll just call him link because yeah. let's be honest it's he's literally that yeah <laughs> um but yeah like being able to see these little worlds made it feel grander and made it feel like there are stakes to this of ragnarok you mm-hmm. know um especially when we get to that final fight i don't know if we want to talk about that right now but like the whole war of like getting to see all of that yeah um like you said i just think it was needed Mm. to sell that fight it's because like all the realms are at stake and you can't like really know what you're like fighting for if you haven't like visited them and like seen what's like at loss um in a way and i yeah it just makes the final battle even more powerful i i guess we can if you want to go into it yeah yeah what did you think about like how they handled ragnarok and stuff like that especially compared to like we've seen it in the mcu and Mm -hmm. some other areas like you have any thoughts about that? Well, better than the MCU. Sure. <laughs> um, that was a very, very loose Ragnarok. Um, but here, uh, I know you ha- were listening to Neil Gaiman's um, yeah. thing about um, Norse mythology. And I didn't have as much knowledge on Ragnarok. I knew the, the basic things. I was like watching uh, U2, like lore, that works. <laughs> lore yeah. backgrounds. And every single thing that I learned was there. Mm-hmm. But it was different enough in a way that it didn't feel predictable yeah like even like um i forget what it's called but it's like the flaw in the wall which is like a big thing uh, about like the stories and it's just like they have it there and you know you don't know what it's going to be because like what's going to like what's going to look like like, yeah yeah they don't even really talk about that in the mm -hmm. mess it's just like there's a flaw in the wall that they abuse yeah and that's about it which i think is cool yeah i yeah, I think it's cool <laughs> the way they uh, use that. And um, it just felt grand. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the old God of Wars, Kratos is like riding on like Titans and like yeah. going gets like huge beasts. And, you know, I thought we were going to get a little more of that, like mm-hmm. especially with um, Ragnarok, like the actual personification of it being there and being like this huge like monster. I'm like, are we going to fight that thing? That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. I'm, yeah. I'm glad that someone else thought that because the Odin fight kind of left me a little disappointed when we didn't fight because a lot of things like God of War 2018, you Mm -hmm. are fighting like these huge, the giant shows up during your Balder fight and you're almost like fighting with that. The 
dragons and I remember that iconic shot of like the dragon falling and Kratos just standing there yeah. like, covered in blood. I was expecting something like that. Um, and that kind of left me a little disappointed of just we fight Odin and that was about it, mm-hmm. which maybe that's just me. But No, like there's definitely that. But as I thought more about it, I was like, oh, we didn't get that. But as I thought more about it, I'm like, this makes sense for the story they wanted to tell. Odin isn't this just like, he, he's not Zeus. Right? Yeah. He's, he's Odin. He's more understated. And I felt like his fight matched that, especially with like his magic and him like pulling all of his last stops out. We see like Odin's in, in a corner. He's, he's desperate. desperate. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's using everything he has and it's just not enough for like, Mm-mm. like. I mean, like you say, like in the myths, a lot of Odin is using other people to, yeah. like he doesn't do a lot of the heavy lifting. He sends out Thor, he sends out Loki, he right. sends out Balder. Um, and so being able to see him, Thor's dead and Balder's dead and Loki obviously changed. Um, <laughs> so being able to see that and you're kind of turning me around on this, seeing him in a corner desperate, not being able to do what he usually does of tricking and manipulation yeah. and stuff. You kind of see just how almost weak he really is. Yeah, he's, he's nothing without the people that he uses, like, um, which I think is interesting because they've set that, they set that up. I just think the big bombastic battle that is Ragnarok was there, mm-hmm. but we also got what the story needed, which yeah. was a more like down to earth, like mm-hmm. personal, like, cause the people that are fighting um, Odin, I mean, Atreus has been wronged by Odin and Kratos for Brock's death. And, and Freya. And Sindri, who, <laughs> yeah. you know, does the final blow. Like, these people have been wronged by him. And I, I don't know. It just, there's something about, like, seeing them take him down, which is cathartic. Is... I So, I mean, TikTok is blowing up with God of Ragnarok stuff. Maybe mm-hmm. it's just my own feed. Uh, but one of the things that keeps popping up is that final, like, um, quick time uh, event of them just beating down Odin <laughs> of like it's Atreus and Freya and they're all working together and they're you know grabbing each other and flipping each other around yeah. to hit. it was it's such a great moment like I cannot get over I thought that they weren't going to top the Balder fight of like when Atreus is shooting from the arrows and you're <laughs> controlling both of them and stuff like that and I feel like they actually did a really good job of that yeah no uh Something that sticks in my mind is like just, you know, I think it's the start of that sequence where it's just like the birds are flying and like mm-hmm. Atreus shoots it and then Freya like like crunches the bird in her hand and like I don't know. That that was badass. Um yeah. I I do I do also like that moment in God of War twenty eighteen where like they're on this 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 giant, like they're both working together and I feel like it kind of recaptures that sort of magic, but, but in, with in a different stakes. way. Yeah, yeah. With the stakes. Um so Going into that like comparison between God of War 2018 and God of War Ragnarok, um, a common thing that I've heard, uh, at least with my own conversations with people, is the beginning, mm-hmm. um, which we'll definitely talk more about Ragnarok at some point. There's so much to talk about with this game. There is. Um, but I want to talk about the beginning two hours of the two two hours in 2018 were so powerful of like, we see this different side of Kratos, this murderous, raven, like just very brutal being and his fatherly side, his more yeah. laid back side, his grief of losing his wife. Um, and that was super powerful. And then you lead into the first initial thing of Baldur's fight and then comparing that with Ragnarok of Fenrir dying and then Loki's reveal of he can turn into animals, which I love that so much. Yeah. Um, and then 
Odin and Thor showing up, I've heard in that whole boss fight, like I've heard people debating which beginning they like better. Do you kind of have a definitive answer or like, is it a little bit of both? Yeah, I think that it's just like complicated, at least for me, because the beginnings of each game have like different goals. Mm-hmm. And I think they, each of them succeed on their own. Like in the beginning of God of War 2018, like you said, they have to set up Kratos as basically kind of a new character. Like he's not the violent person that he was. And I think you needed that like slower, more personal opening, like of him, like just him, like starting off chopping down the tree. Mm-hmm. Um, we need to talk about the one shot like thing they do. Oh like, yes, later. for yeah. sure. I love it. <laughs> yeah, but just him like seeing the relationship with his son, which is strained at the beginning, mm-hmm. seeing the effects of loss of their mother. Um, and then Balder coming in and just being like, you can't hide anymore. You're getting thrust into this new world of gods. Like yeah. we're, we're knocking on your doorstep. And I think just with God of War Ragnarok, there's different different things he needs to accomplish. Like, I think starting off with Freya attacking them. Yes, I love that. <laughs> was so good. It's just like, sh- how are we how are we gonna like solve this? How mm-hmm. is Freya gonna ever be your friend again? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I told you this, but there was a point where I was talking with someone online. I was like, no, nah, we're killing Freya. There's no way that she's gonna forgive us. I don't know, like, it's gonna be a hard thing to watch, but I don't know what else is gonna happen. Yeah. And then them already starting off with like, Kratos is determined not to kill her. Yeah. I love seeing that side. I felt like it was a different side of Kratos. And then also the little things of like, ah, oh, she's here again. It's <laughs> happening again. Like this has been happening for years. Yeah. She is like desperately hunting them down. This is how she's showing off her grief and her rage and her stages of grief and like, I loved how they handled that. You know, for sure. Like, and like, even like just a trace being like, I don't want to shoot you. Like, please stop. Yeah. I don't know. It just, it works on so many levels. And the beginning of Ragnarok also like sets up mm-hmm. Odin and Thor. And I've seen um, behind the scenes where like the Eric Williams, the director talks about how you've heard about Thor and Odin and they just want to get them in there. Yeah. And, I, and I think it works. <laughs> I think it works because we are all expecting, okay, Thor shows up, boom, battle. Yeah. And it said he, you know, reaches for the hammer and mm-hmm. I brought mead. Yeah. And then you get that whole beautiful table scene where they're just sitting there and they're just like, almost like showing up, like he puts down the hammer, Kratos putting down the axe and like, yeah. are you a calm and reasonable? Like it was so like against what I was expecting, yeah. you know, and then Odin showing up and I'm amazed we already get to see Odin. You know, I was expecting him to be half like, later off in the game after we kill Thor or something. But the fact that they already set up, like you said, they set up the expectations, they set up Ragnarok and they do it in such a great way of like, we see Odin and initially it's not fighting, it's just negotiating of like, look, we gotta talk through some stuff. And then immediately after that works, Odin just like, all right, I tried. You deserve everything coming to you basically. (laughs) And like, I think it even like works in like kind of like a, a mirroring way to the beginning of 2018 because like when Balder comes Kratos is like I don't want to go but mm-hmm. like I have to and like here in Ragnarok when like Thor comes to their house and that whole altercation happens when he comes back he's like well we need to go because if Odin doesn't want us doing this then we need to go be doing it and yeah. I, I think it shows growth and I mean I guess you're allowed to have preferences on the beginnings of both right. games but I don't know I think they both work well very together i see either or i think for me personally i'd go with uh ragnarok if Mm -hmm. i had to decide you know but yeah like you said each one accomplishes its own things incredibly well sets up at stakes for the rest of the game yeah 
Um, I also want to talk about that Thor fight and like the fourth wall break. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that worked for you really well, but oh my gosh. Um, here's the deal. I got that spoiled for me on Twitter. Really? Yes. Oh, that sucks. I'm um, so sorry. So it didn't, it didn't hurt, hit the same way. <laughs> it was hitting for other people, but um, yeah. no, I still liked it. I mean, yeah. it just shows how like off Thor is as a person. And you're like, I... I like how in the beginning, I mean, the end of the last game, when you like go back to your house and sleep, it shows that premonition of like Mm -hmm. Thor coming to your house and like just that expectation of like who is Thor going to be. And like when you see him, like who who he really is, he's like not like a sane person. No. And I, I think it, I think it was fun. (laughs) Yeah, it totally was. Um, There's so many moments that I love about Thor's character and I think I'd, prefer him over the mcu version personally just like it feels more traditional to north mythology he's this drunk he's a struggle and like he's not the sharpest tool in the shed that's the same with more norse mythology loki's always the thinker Mm -hmm. um which they show off later in the game i'll talk about that which i love um but that whole fight of like him just egging on kratos and (laughs) one of my favorite moments is like when he you know in that fourth wall break he throws the hammer Kratos is pushing it back and then he calls it back, smacks him in the back of the head and it's dumbass. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, dude. He is just <laughs> playing with Kratos at this moment and he enjoys this fight basically and it's so fun to see. Yeah, him. and I think there's a d- deeper level to that because Thor wants this challenge and he wants to see who Kratos really is. Yeah. That's why he's like doing all this like uh, calling him names and like talking about his son. He's like, Show me this god of war that I've heard, like, who's killed, like, an entire pantheon. Mm-hmm. And Kratos is not giving it to him. And I feel like he's like, why? Because, yeah. like, even in the end, he's like, we're destroyers. Like, use you, like, I don't know. It, it works so, it works so well. Yeah. Um, one thing that I want to call out that I noticed last night that I mm-hmm. really want to mention. Um, have you gotten to the moment in Vanaheim where you figure out the lightning, uh, ice lightning I'm thing? not okay. gotten to that point. okay if I kind of spoil it a little bit? Okay. Go ahead, yeah. When you explore that area, you realize that was Faye fighting Thor after Thor got too drunk and whatever, mm. and she used the axe. And when that happens in this beginning fight, yeah. uh, they throw the they throw the axe and the hammer together, and then when they collide and it creates that thing, he says, "Huh, this looks familiar." Yeah. And Chris, like, what are you talking about? I was like, "Don't worry about it." That was from his fight with Faye, and I like that connected last night, and I paused. It. I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're <laughs> so smart of like this foreshadowing of." Like what you end up discovering later in the game, and it's so cool. <laughs> they do that so well throughout the yeah. entire story. Callbacks upon callbacks from the first game, from this mm-hmm. game. It's like the whole um, be better yeah. scene of like that callback, or in the hunting in the direction of deer of Atreus taking his learnings from mm-hmm. Kratos. We haven't, even th- we should probably talk about Atreus and Loki. Yeah, um, <laughs> let's go into <laughs> He's it. an integral part to the story, I guess. Um, Maybe just no. a little bit. Um, yeah, I, okay, gonna go out on a limb here and say, in the first game, me and Atreus were not friends. I did not like Atreus <laughs> that much. Like, He's a bratty kid, I, was I like, understand. Yeah, like, you're a brat, like, I don't like you. And, like, in this game, I'm like, okay, they're not gonna do the same thing. We'll see what they do. And I think that sort of, like, kid, like, brightness is, like, still there, but mm-hmm. it's, like, not as bad. And it's, like, I understand where he's coming from. He wants to find out who he is, like... If I am told that I'm some like myth- mythological being that's supposed to do these things, it's like and at the time he thinks he's a champion. Right? Yeah, like yeah, he's trying um, to figure that out. And it's like, why I wouldn't want to stay in like this house and 
like freezing Midgard either. I want to go out there. And it's like that creates the struggle between Kratos and Atreus in this game, which is different from the first, which mm. I which I like. And it's like Kratos is realizing that Atreus wants to go on his own and he needs to find out who he is, which is And maybe. Kratos also needs to let go at a certain point, let him figure yeah. this out on his own, mm-hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, and I think the way they handled Atreus in this game and even like just sitting him away at the end of this game, it's like I I think they handled him really well. Um and just getting to play as I also got that spoiled as well. I didn't oh, no, I didn't I okay. didn't get the exact scene spoiled, but I was yeah. like, oh, we're gonna play as a tr- which yeah. I think that was an expectation going in. Yeah. For me at least. Um but it was cool to see yeah. it actually happen. Especially that first moment where like it's him and Sindri and they're mm-hmm. just going about the house. It took me like way too long to figure out, oh, oh, this is happening. Right. And apparently that's what Eric that's his name, right? Eric, yeah, Eric Williams. Williams. Yeah. He called that out of like playtesters would sit there for like way too way long and be like, oh, this is happening. This is awesome. Yeah. Um, it was so cool to see. I was so happy when it happened. Yeah. No, even though I knew we were going to do it, like the way it like, right, like you said, the way it happened, I was like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> let's go. And um, I don't know the way they like transition the characters, to, like the story like between Kratos and um, Atreus, like really works well because of the camera, the like camera, one yeah. one shot thing that they do, which I think is so unique, and I think more games should do. <laughs> yeah, it's hard. I know Eric was like, he was you know very set on we need to keep this one take, mm-hmm. and all the time the animators were going like, do we need to though? <laughs> like, do we need to? And I definitely think it paid off. Um, if you can, I would recommend trying it out because it is like you are with that character the whole time. Yeah, right. You see what they see, hear what they hear, or like constantly with them through this journey um like there's no cuts mm-mm. and it's like you're in this you're like you're a bystander you're there and i don't know it works really well especially for like this story heavy game yeah that, that it is um it's just it's it's honestly magic the way they do it i do, i, I no want to know how they did it <laughs> like i know it's probably like <laughs> insanely hard but, yeah um, i mean i see all the mocap stuff and i'm like you know watching them act in these ridiculous suits but like trying to figure that out from like a camera perspective because not like they have like a literal camera right yeah you watch movies like 1917 and mm. you see them film some of these moments and like okay there's obviously a cut there or like little things and that happens in ragnarok of like obviously there's a loading screen here and stuff yeah but it's just so cool to feel like think that with a virtual camera almost yeah it's so cool it's insane uh it's one of the i i'd say it's one of the best things about this new like mm-hmm um, it's not a trilogy, but reboot. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like well, it will be a trilogy. It will be we'll a trilogy. <laughs> um, yeah, but kind of going back to Loki, there were so many moments. I, I think I'm just gonna call him Loki throughout this because this was such a good interpretation of Loki in my mind, mm-hmm. of him, kind of thinking he's got like the superior, uh, superiority. Yeah. yeah, superiority complex. You know, of like he is smart. He knows what he's doing. Um, and I do like that Kratos has to challenge that you know of like let him be in control like that whole thing during Svarlheim of him trying to find Tyr and Mm -hmm. Kratos being like look I trust you but you got to talk with me and then Atreus is like I can't all the time yeah that was a really good dynamic and one of my favorite moments was Loki and Thor and Muselheim and just them working together yeah so many moments where Loki tricks Thor yeah I was going to talk about that (laughs) and that's exactly what Loki does of like he's just this trickster and like it's just so beautifully done. Yeah, it's another like example of like taking the mythology, putting their own twist on it, but like the essence of the character is still there. Cause I'm like, at the end of the first game, I'm like, how is this kid Loki? Like, how are they gonna do this? And then seeing like 
you know, just like little things about like Odin calling him a little trickster mm-hmm. and like, <laughs> like yeah. you said, him like um, tricking Thor and like, I'm going over here. Like, yeah. it's just, it's just the essence. And I think it's really well done. And I, I'm torn, like, whether I w- like want to call him like a Atreus or Loki. Like, I guess that just depends on what like Kratos calls him going forward. Cause he's mm-hmm. like, uh, Loki's going, Atreus is staying. And I'm like, oh, what a powerful line. Yeah. I was like, wait, <laughs> yeah, it was so well done. Yeah, no, but I I do like what they did. Um, it just having that like teenage like innocence about things, mm-hmm. and like I kind of see how that like pushes the story forward. Like, because like Atreus is gonna go like to Asgard. Of course he is. Like yeah. he wants to know. I want to go too. Let's go, Atreus. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It just it's a good way to push the story forward. I think they did his character really well. Um, he fits into the mythology, even though it's like completely different mm-hmm. like almost every way yeah um one other thing that i love that they brought from mythology is the spear and the rings because that's such a cool that's a really cool myth of my in my mind of like it is brock and sindri mm-hmm. um actually sindri is not really a part of the myth but it works out either way brock you know makes these rings for odin and odin uses them as like rewards right it's like a cheap way for him to be like hey look you did well here's a gold ring because eight more will spawn in a little bit oh and then writing that myth to make the spear and like they have the ring it's constantly duplicating yeah. and turning it into the spear it was so like props to the writing team for that <laughs> that was something that i did not expect i was like oh it's just a it's a little thing in the myth like they won't bring it and they did and they it's such an integral part with the spear like it was so well done i didn't know about the spear honestly going in like yeah. what the backstory behind it i knew we were getting a new weapon because yeah <laughs> did you assume it was mjolnir nah. Mjolnir. Mjolnir as well, yeah. No, I did not. Because okay. I was, I was in the. I know it's not the same in the Norse myth, but I thought I was thinking like only Thor can pick this up. Like mm-hmm. this is his. I'm pretty sure more people can pick it up in the. Yeah. Yeah. Um. In fact, I learned this the other day of like him calling back the hammer mm-hmm. isn't necessarily mythology accurate. It's more when he throws it, it always hits the target. Okay. Um. Which is something that is kind of interesting in the boss fights because like obviously there's not really an easy way to do that you know yeah um but there were some cool moments like that you know um i thought the spirit stuff was really well done all the writing is as like english major like as a future games writer um fingers crossed um i'm trying to get there like all the writing is so so smart like there's no there's no like drop of like something there's it's all held together i think that's like a testament to the writing team Mm -hmm. um they're so good (laughs) especially going through like post-game stuff and like even the little questions you might have um after finishing ragnarok i feel like it does a good job of tying it together Mm -hmm. while also keeping stuff to go forward but like in the post-game you're exploring and they answer all these sorts of questions that you might have um just exploring and that was really well done like they just do a really good job of tying everything together, but still like having these questions of who blew the horn, what's going to go on with Loki and like, yeah, so well done from them. Who did blow the horn? Do you we know? don't. Do we you don't know. know. <laughs> okay. That's the thing. You have a like, I can't talk about it. Yeah. Um. Because and that's why I'm like, okay, they're at some point going to make a Loki or next God of War game. I think they're going to take a little break because a big thing was from them was they don't want to make a trilogy spanning. 10 years of time with only three games i think um yeah and it's like specifically with that like norse yeah like myth they want to end the whole like norse saga kind mm-hmm. of um and i'm 
really excited to see what they do next. Like, are they going to have? They're always going to have Kratos as a protagonist. Like, you're going to play as him. You I think so? I would hope. Yeah, I just don't think um, God of War works without Kratos. Okay. Um, maybe it could. That's why surprise me. I'm, like, I'm interested <laughs> to see what they do because I don't know if they'll stick with Kratos. I think they'll have like uh, Loki do his thing and really maybe change the name like you said like i i do agree god of war is kratos but if we could get like some sort of new trilogy some sort of spinoff where it's like god of mischief is something that i see a lot mm-hmm. on twitter um or just completely change it uh loki being the protagonist really getting his combat down because like we saw a brief like you know it still didn't feel like playing kratos whenever you played no it was definitely like watered down a little bit but like mm-hmm. you don't play as him as much so i understand yeah, um, it was literally a 25 75 split i don't know if you heard that no i didn't yeah because <laughs> uh during the kind of funny stuff they were asking him and he's like literally down to the math of you play as kratos 75 percent of the time mm-hmm. and atreus 25 so they didn't want to make it too complicated i guess yeah no um yeah i do agree like some like spider-man like miles Morales type mm-hmm. stuff spinoff um, but I think they set up too much with Kratos to like just end him here. Okay. Like, Interesting. Because like I'm going through the end game stuff right now. I'm like, uh, like Atreus, I mean not Atreus, is Kratos's like relationship with Angerboda, just going back and being like, oh, I, I, I like your presence. I love that. I think that's the only time that he's laughed. Yeah. And like all of it, he like chuckles and was like, I like you. And I was like, let's go. Every time think, Kratos yeah. smiles or chuckles, it makes my day. <laughs> I mean, the beginning of the game, like his smile, of, like mm-hmm. him feeling proud over Atreus yeah. that hits so hard of like him just putting his arm, like the first game, him not even wanting to touch Atreus. Yeah. And then this one, just arm around, smiling, feeling mm-hmm. proud. It, <laughs> it's so hard. Yeah, it's so good. I just don't think they can leave him here. And especially with the mural we see at the end of the, uh, end of the story um, where it's just like, he's become like this, god that's worshipped they don't know what that in- entails really mm-hmm. um but and like him saying like talking about things a path of things that he needs to do like he he wants to get to that point um maybe they'll take a break like you said um but i do think they'll come back yeah. to him because it does feel like a good enough conclusion but still plenty of stuff to do yeah for sure i mean they always still... talk about that egypt stuff yeah i <laughs> i don't know i was going into it like really sure like I feel like we're going to see some sort of Egypt. I mean, he's killed off basically the entire Aesir that he needs to kill off. What's the plan here? Yeah. Um, and there's still, like you said, there's still so much that they talk about. Um, I don't know if you've seen Thor's daughter. Thrud. Is that her name? Yeah, Thrud. Thrud. Oh, yeah, yeah, Thrud. Um, in Alfheim, yeah, in yeah, post-game stuff. Okay. Um, her picking up the hammer. So obviously her story's not done. Tear finally like real <laughs> tears like, hey guys <laughs> which is so funny um he's definitely gonna have a moment so i'm they're definitely not done yeah but i'm interested to see what they do going forward which is weird because they're like we want to be done with the source mythology stuff but they're setting up so much yeah. stuff it's like will we get a merger of like two mythologies in this game because i think that would up the stakes probably like probably and we have we know Tyr is going to be a big thing yeah. in the next game, and he has traveled between realms, so mm-hmm. that's got to be something like that. I'm so excited and for what it could be. You can't really do Roman because Roman is just Greek with a different name, mm-hmm. um, so it's got to be Egypt, yeah. I guess Mayan or something. But we don't really see anything of that. Yeah, and it's a that's a that's a trip. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's a long trip. Um, I, I, we're going to Egypt, I think. Yeah, um, or exactly. like I've heard things about like Japan. Oh like yeah, stuff like that. I don't is, know much about Japan's mythology. Me but either. It's definitely one that I want to get 
more knowledge of and that would be the perfect way to do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but, i do yeah. wonder about if kratos has killed these greek gods were the roman like people working with at this point in history yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know i think this is funny it's like we have no gods anymore no. they just all of a sudden didn't appear i don't know how that works from like the people's perspective <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah going back to what you said about Angerboda or like kratos and Angerboda, i am surprised to hear i love Angerboda. um mm-hmm. and i'm surprised to hear like people didn't really vibe with her at least her main story uh, aspect in Ironwood with Atreus. Um, a lot of people have kind of mo- didn't enjoy it too much. What mm-hmm. did you kind of think of that whole um, section? I thought it was interesting. Oh, there's a lot that happened actually. Now that I think about it, like the whole grandmother stuff. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, that buys fight was so fun. Right. I, it yeah. reminded me of something like out of Hansel and Gretel, like mm-hmm. for some reason, I don't know. Um, but <laughs> I think I was interested the entire time. I do think it pumped the it was like hard pump the brakes for the mm-hmm. story. It's like we're going through all this and it's like, oh, we're going to Jonheim and we're being here for like two hours with Angerboda. Um I I think it's important for create for Trace's story, obviously, because her him and him and Angerboda have um long history in the mythology. Yeah. Um I do like the takes they did on, you know, but the <laughs> Angry Boda and uh, Loki have kids and I'm yeah. like well these people are young they're not having kids no. and it's like well they create like the things they're supposed to create in different ways like the um, Gander mm-hmm. putting the which I didn't connect at first I was like Gander, that? that's the snake right yeah and like okay, yeah. Atreus Going putting the soul time. into the snake which creates Jormungandr. Um wait really back up the, the snake that they find in that's yeah. going to be the world serpent? Yeah, that's the world serpent. Really? And did you notice in, in Ragnarok, Thor sending back Yormagander yes. back in time? Yeah, and when Yormagander th- shows up in Ragnarok... Um, or in 2018, Freya does say, like, he just showed up out of nowhere. No one really knows. Exactly. And then in Ragnarok, when he shows up to fight um, Thor, um, Kratos is like, he looks different. And Loki's like, he is different. Like, when I was back in Yona... Well, I, we'll talk about that later. I'm like... <laughs> this is such a trip for me. I didn't even connect this. Yeah. So, <laughs> whoa. <laughs> yeah, it's really subtle, and I'm surprised they didn't play that up more. Um, that's what I. That's why I'm. Yeah. Because wow. the people that were into like that storyline were like, "Oh, this is how it happened." It's so under. It's so under like utilized. It's, yeah, it's not not overdone. And I, I'm like, it happened. I mean, yeah. yeah so huh. like him creating Fenrir. Um, I love that part. Um, which is I think is that their son as well. I don't know. They have a lot of kids. Yes, and. There's a whole myth about Loki turning to a horse, going off and making an eight-legged yeah. horse thing. So I don't know how what they're going to do with that. <laughs> Maybe um, they won't leave everything. <laughs> no, I hope not. But one of the things that I did love about that whole thing was like seeing a little bit of romantic tension between Loki and Ingerboda. Like just the beginning of it, obviously. Like you said, they're not going to go out and have kids already. Yeah. But like setting that up for the future of like they're obviously comfortable with each other. They do like each other to a little bit. Mm-hmm. And... I'm excited to see how that goes forward because it definitely seems like that's what they're setting up. Yeah, especially um, it's just nice seeing Trace with like a kid. He's like mm-hmm. around like oh, a thousand year old guys all the time. Yeah, it's nice to see him with a, a child and see him in that environment, which I thought was also interesting about um, the Yonheim section and mm-hmm. Ironwood. Also, just learning more about the giants. Yeah, I think was was pretty cool. I, it worked for me, honestly. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it is a bit slow though. It is definitely slow. I like what you said about it pumping the brakes. I definitely felt like that was the case. Um, 
and I definitely feel like it does have some sort of pacing issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm interested to see how I feel playing through it again of like the kind of amazement of being in Johannheim and Ironwood and discovering all this stuff for the first time. Yeah, when that wears away, it's like... Yeah, is it going to be just super boring? I've heard people feel that way. Um, But one of the things that I do like, you know, the pacing's a little off, but I think it is just like they don't really want to leave each other. Inger Boda's very much just like, once you're gone, I'm done. Like, that's why she keeps holding on to him and like, well, we need to do all these chores now. And it definitely feels like busy work from a gameplay perspective. But I did feel like that worked out for me, at least of like... The reason that this is kind of dragging is because they don't want to leave each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I'm interested to see. No, I I speak, speaking of like Inger Boda's like whole like character motivations. Um, this game plays with fate in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, which I really like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's like because like a lot of people have different opinions in the world. Like, do you have a destiny? Can you change it? And this game, I think, especially with the idea of like Kratos's death just looming over them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, can you? change the things that are quote unquote supposed to happen and it's like anger Bo's whole thing is like this is my part i'm gonna play my part and but like maybe i'm only good for this part and that just brings up like the question like if you're supposed to get to this place what happens after yeah and i think they answer that pretty well like with anger Bo's, just like i'm making my own story after this like <laughs> yeah. i don't know i i like her i um i think the game plays with people's different perspectives on fate in different ways. Like Odin's like, no, this is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kratos is like, everything in his power to stop it. Yeah. yeah. He's like, I'm not, this is not happening. Kratos is like, well, it might happen, but I mean, <laughs> I mean, his whole uh, line that everyone keeps freaking out about of like, I don't care. Death can have me when he earns me. You know? Yeah. Of like, he doesn't care about that. It's whether or not his concern about Loki and his kind of fate, you know? Yeah. And wanted to be there for that. Exactly. Yeah. And then Atreus is like, I want this to happen. Like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I didn't think about that, but there's like different perspectives on even Thor's. Like, this is who I'm supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, I think it, I think it works. I like Anger Boda. Um, just giant magic in general. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the, the, I'm excited to see Loki learn more of it. Yeah. Um, it's really well done. It is. And then with Angry Boda and like the amount of other companions that we have in this game like that's something that I was really surprised about specifically Freya and like how she becomes a companion like not just a companion but like a full-fledged character companion of like like exploring post-game stuff and she's always there and the conversations yeah. that they have really surprising really good not, just her whole story yeah gotta be honest didn't expect that to go there at all I'm like Freya is gonna either go away or die or she's not letting this go and like to see like going to that powerful moment where Freya is like you're not the one who needs to die that whole section in Vanaheim where she's like ripping away the tree and she's like being free I I think they handled that really well I know some people think it's like too quick her going back really okay yeah I've seen that I'm like well if she's they've talked about her hunting them for like three years at this point so like at a certain point she's gotta get tired of this i feel <laughs> yeah. like it's a big thing it's been enough especially if they're not fighting back and they're just like telling her like to go away like mm-hmm. she's got to realize at some point she's not like mindless uh, so i think they handled that really well and like just having freya by your side and her giving the knowledge in the world i think is really unexpected but really well done yeah for sure like exploring alfheim specifically and like being able to see her brother's kind of impact on the world mm-hmm. and so i loved seeing all those like little things exploring post game um and yeah like the whole section in 
I think it is Vanaheim of her. I don't know if you've gotten to this point. I don't know if it's a side quest or whatnot, but her getting her sword. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Is that a side quest or is that part That's of the... the main quest? I believe really? where she goes. It feels like a main quest. That's why I'm not sure. Wait, now you're making me question if it was. I feel like it's a side quest, but like how it impacts her story mm-hmm. is intact. It could honestly just be a main quest thing because of how much it adds to her feeling of Odin and how much depth it adds there. But I'm pretty sure it's just a side quest, which is crazy to me of like yeah. how good these side quests and post game stuff are. So good. Yeah. And like usually, I, I've seen this trend in, in gaming recently where side quests have become more and more like like main quests which yeah. i like because you play a game from like what five ten years ago it's like these side quests are obviously just like fetch quests yeah fetch quests tacked on there's no cutscenes, and like just seeing like the camera moving and into a cutscene during mm-hmm. a side quest like gives it like a sort of importance yeah that i like this was one thing uh you know earlier in the year xenoblade did this really well xenoblade mm-hmm. chronicles 3 of like they have hero quests and side quests that feel like the main story of like there's actual acting voice acting yeah. and cutscenes that happen that impact the story um and i feel like god of war does that really well of like it comes to a point where you're not even sure if it's a side quest or a main quest because it yeah. impacts the story so heavily yeah i think like the most like side questy things that are, are like the ghosts that come up and you're yeah. like go do this for me please that's definitely vanaheim was a little bit of a struggle for me because of that um there's a lot of cool stuff in vanaheim but then you're like okay now i have to figure out where the item is for the ghost so that she they can tell me what's going on with this area but then they do impact it with like these giant the beast fights yeah like they're called um which <laughs> The boss fights in this game are also really, really smartly done, I guess. Yeah. No, I've had the same conversation with someone. They're like, Vanaheim, I'm trying to get this platinum. You're throwing more and more, like, favors and, like, Mm. quests at me. Please stop. But it's like, well, I mean, at the same time, you're, like, getting your money's worth, I feel. Yeah. That was one thing that I know Eric said was, like, they just kept having these ideas and might as well just put it into the game. You Mm -hmm. know, if they can bring the same quality which I feel like they did, of like the main quest, then might as well put it into this game. Make sure you get your money's worth. Yeah. And um, like what you were saying, like the boss fights in this game, they <laughs> that's another complaint about the first game that they took to heart. They're like, um, people were like, well, these boss fights are just... Eh. A lot of generic enemies and just like, the yeah. The, the troll. <laughs> which that moment in Svartalheim where he just chops off the, the like... It was so, like, I was just dying of laughter. Like, yeah, we got it. It's like, <laughs> oh, we're doing this again? Never mind. We're not doing it again. <laughs> yeah. I think there's only, like, a couple of times you end up fighting the um, troll, and they're so quick. Like, I honestly forgot about them. There's one in Vanaheim, I remember, and that's, like, it. Yeah, and they like usually double it up or, like, vary it in some way where it's, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's not just, like, the same troll fight. I do love that animation of killing the troll where – um like Kratos like puts the axe in his mouth and comes down the camera's falling I'm like I can do this like I can see that all day like I'll fight a troll like please (laughs) um but yeah the boss fights um like just will like Thor and like different like Odin like stuff like that it's like different mechanics and like the levels changing I feel Mm -hmm. like they did a really good job with that one of my favorite things going back um is seeing uh, streamers and people react to the Mimir fight. Uh, not Mimir, Mimir. I'm sorry. Heimdall. Wow. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, the Heimdall fight of like some people 
who obviously were not paying attention to the story and not knowing you have to use the spear, which yeah. really cool gameplay thing of like, you have to use the spear to beat him. Um, and then finally punching him in the face and the amount of like just satisfaction that comes from beating this awful person who's <laughs> just a jerk. Um, yeah, that was one of my favorite boss fights. Yeah, same. Meanwhile, Kratos is not like breaking like a sweat at all. No. He's like, I've killed <laughs> like Titans. I think that's interesting about this game and their boss, this bo- these bosses. It's like, I know why they're so like, you know, under, not underutilized, but like, Underpowered? Under, yeah, underscored, like, in okay. a way, because, like, Kratos, like, I'm not really scared for Kratos' life in any of these boss fights. No. Like, he's defeated, like, Poseidon, like, <laughs> Zeus. <laughs> he's literally defeated an entire pantheon of gods. Yeah. yeah. And this it, little deer thing, which kind of sucks, isn't going to yeah, <laughs> going to take him down. And I think he even says that when Odin's, like, um, Odin and Kratos have a confrontation, with it, like, in, in Svartalheim, yeah. he's like, I've killed greater gods or whatever. Like, Kratos knows this, which I think is funny. But yeah, I like um, um, the fight between Heimdall and... Um... And how we get to see his God of War side mm-hmm. for a little bit of like something that we kind of see breaking through a little bit as his relationship with Atreus gets more and more strained and like the stakes of Ragnarok kind of come up. You see him breaking. He breaks a little bit in the Thor fight, which I kind of forgot about, but like... It's a slow build um, until finally he just lets it out in Heimdall, which probably the best person he could have done. <laughs> what <Yeah>. a jerk. <laughs> he is a jerk. He's so different from the Heimdall. Like, I've seen people calling him Idris Elba, which I think is funny. But um, <laughs> it's just like Heimdall, I don't know. They set him up to be like this jerk of a character. So when you finally bring him down, it's like, yeah. And it's like, the one where like, you're okay with uh, Kratos kind of <laughs> yeah got a more side like you for a story aspect like probably not the best thing and like he figures it out in the end but good job yeah and I don't know if you read Kratos's like uh, journal entries a little bit yeah yeah I read all of them because I love that shit I love that yeah. shit but um like after the fight it's like yeah it kind of felt good not gonna lie <laughs> basically that's what he says in Kratos's yeah. way and it's like yeah I'm I'm here with you mm-hmm. <laughs> um if you're gonna break in. Kratos doesn't go straight for the kill. He's like, I'm going to leave you. Yeah. So it's kind of Heimdall's fault because he's like, you know, I'm going to kill Atreus if you don't kill me. So he has no choice yeah. at that point. So I love that whole conversation or like him stabbing the spear in his arm. And Explore. as soon as he says like, look, if you don't kill me, I'm going after your son. Boom. Like by arm. You know? Yeah, no, that's that's that was badass. I was like, mm-hmm. don't get back up, dude. And he does him like this guy. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I I like I like that fight <laughs> for sure. And talking about like that spear, did you? I mean, you know, going into the gameplay of it, we've talked so much about the story because it's so good. But I was really surprised to feel like how familiar, but also how improved the gameplay felt overall. Like just in general, just in general from 2018, because there were a lot of talks of like how are they going to make the combat better. They've already pretty much nailed it with 2018, um, and I feel like they did a really good job with implementing the spear and some of the other things yeah no um one big thing is like you have the blades from the start which i'm like mm-hmm. and i also had a question about like we unlocked all these combos in the first game it's okay, I was just gonna forget them kind of does kind of doesn't they, yeah i don't know how that works they say like the axe and the blades um degraded due to fimble winter mm-hmm. fimble winter degrades anything yeah but how does that degrade his mind sort yeah of like how does he forget combos i'm not sure but like i think they did what they could and like just with this like the blades like um enhancing the level of like um, burn and frost was that 
Yeah, that too, but okay. verticality. Like just oh, Kratos yeah. like pulling himself up to like different levels in the in the combat arenas. And that's like one thing in the first game where it's like you're fighting on this flat plane, that's what's gonna happen. Mm -hmm. And this game I like the way they change the combat arenas where like there's like multiple levels, you can like come down and like um uh, do like an aerial attack on yeah. like certain enemies. It almost made it feel like a combo of like I'm gonna jump over here, do a ground attack, mm -hmm. make sure this guy's done. I'm gonna jump over here. Like it does make it feel way more intense and just way more fun. Yeah, yeah. And it's like like you said, they nailed it the first time around. So it's like, how do you make something that you pretty much got down perfect like better? It's like you just complicated a little bit. You add some strategy, mm -hmm. and I think they did that really yeah. well throughout the game for sure. And then using the spirit. It's hard because uh, this is one thing that I was thinking about, like, because I for sure thought we get to use Mjolnir, and I'm glad that they didn't, because one of the things that Eric points out is like, look, they literally made the axe to combat Mjolnir. It's yeah. basically the same thing. We don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and so the spear of like him is representing his heritage of a of being in Greece, and then its powers. Um, I don't know if I end up using it because the axe and blades are just so good, um, but I did ha like being able to use that. Um, the sphere, love the sphere. Oh, I think um, I was a little attached to the axe because um, I like the axe of the blades. And when I got the spear, I'm like, okay, this thing could use some work. I'm gonna upgrade it. Mm -hmm. And like by the end, like I was fighting um, the final Valkyrie queen. Oh um, yeah, I was using the spear. It's really? I, I, it's my main kind of. <laughs> cool. I like it. Um, and it, I like it because of the gameplay aspects of like detonation and mm -hmm. um, just and um, it works in exploration as well. You can. Um, open up new pathways to different areas within yeah. um what you think and add do? to the ver verticality like you said yeah um like seeing kratos swing on a pole did not think i would see that yeah he's game. got some agility on yeah. for like this 400 pound built of muscle guy <laughs> thousand year old dude um yeah no um but i just like i know you said you want to talk about the gameplay but like the story aspect of the sphere like brock mm -hmm. basically blessing it for him we should talk about brock because i I teared up hearing him yesterday night of like playing through the beginning part of it. Mm -hmm. After you fight Thor, he shows up and it's like the first person you hear. And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so sad. Brock and Sindri, um, which kind of like includes the whole betrayal of Tyr. Yeah. Um, during that moment. <laughs> okay. So me and my cousin were playing through at the same time. He has more time than me. So he's, he was like, dude, ahead. something just happened. I'm like, this is the thing when you were like, <laughs> I love like, the plot twist i didn't want to like mm. be like oh you know the one where tear kills brock and you didn't get to that point you know so i was like okay which when are you when are you I talking think when about? we talked i wasn't at that point so i'm glad you didn't yeah, say that that's why i was like okay i need you to tell me what you're talking about first because yeah. i don't want to spoil so yeah and he's like dude something happened I'm like what happened <laughs> did not expect the betrayal at all i'm like dude that's i just read this so what happened good. yeah and so like good. right when you're like you're at the shocker like wow like Odin's that good and it's like well Brock is like actually dying and I don't know I felt like Kratos like actually like having a friend in Brock because I feel like yeah. even reading the journal entries Kratos trusts Brock more because he's like more abrupt upfront, which Kratos likes mm -hmm. um just seeing him and Sindri's relationship like kind of um get rebuilt but also broken down again because Brock's like, I forgive you, but at the same time, Brock That's it. it. Yeah. He's gone forever. He has no soul. Like Which his I soul is not complete. Because yeah. it is that sort of thing of like, how do you kill Brock and make it actually feel impactful mm -hmm. in a world where Kratos can just come back from hell or they can just go to Hellheim and get him? 
And that whole thing of also tying in with like how that affects injuries loss of that's it for him. Like he kind of fucked up and didn't get the rest of his soul and he's paying for that. Um, and the whole thing with injury, really devastating. Yeah, I remember texting um, somebody else was playing. I was like, didn't realize Sindri could be such an asshole. Um, yeah, which, <laughs> granted, I feel Yeah, like. granted, right? Um, but, like, it's such a different turn for Sindri, which I didn't expect, which I love. Mm-hmm. It's like, how, like, it's even, I feel like it's even worse than, like, Freya. Like, how do you come back from this? When you've been helping them out so much to the extent that you have lost your home and your, your brother that you've lost connection with for years and you're just building that up um there's just so many yeah it's the giving tree of like you cut him down till he's just a stump yeah and it's like what does he have left he he doesn't have anything left even just seeing Sinji like with blood on his clothes no gloves i'm mm-hmm. like something's going i forgot that he was a germaphobe <laughs> oh i saw that i was like Oh my gosh, in the first game, he couldn't even touch the axe. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, no, he's done. Um, I think that Brock and Sindri are like kind of like one of the main emotional cores of like the game mm-hmm. and their, their relationship, which I didn't expect. But I th- feel like all of the supporting characters, supporting characters were like brought up in this game yeah. and given their own like arcs and stories. Like everybody has got something to do, which I like. Rip Brock yeah on. i miss brock i can't like i'm like going for the endgame content i'm like i keep saying lunda i'm like i can't believe brock is dead did you do the funeral yet okay. oh i did the funeral immediately i was like i, I saved gotta go. it I, was, <laughs> I didn't want to go into it immediately i figured that would be like a good sending off because i heard that's like the uh ending, yeah it's right? like the when the credits roll yeah um no i was like i i gotta go to the funeral i can't put this off <laughs> That was the opposite. I kept, I would like go through Svarlheim collecting collectibles, and they're like, "Hey, uh, here's Brog," and I'm like, "I can't do this right now." Just <laughs> Next. Next, they're like waiting at the funeral for you. Like, where's Kratos going? Where'd he go? Yeah, no. I'm just picking up like books of poems. <laughs> <laughs> He's not ready yet. Um, yeah, but yeah, I just like in like we talked about payoffs and. Um, you know uh, setups and payoffs and like just seeing like the stations that brock used to be at mm-hmm. and then seeing another person there it like really sells it and yeah I, especially one that i'm gonna be honest we don't get a lot of like background or character development for her so i really feel like there is a hole there you know yeah. and you can talk with her and she's a chatterbox and kratos doesn't like that which adds to this feeling <laughs> of like yeah like it's just so it really adds to this it's hole. not the same it's mm-hmm. not the same it's the riddle that which i did not connect this at all um, I'm not smart with riddles. Uh-huh. <laughs> Are you talking about like the answer for the riddle? Yeah, for Mimir. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're traveling, he'll be, he's trying to get Kratos to like a um, riddle. And one of the ones that he says is like, what's bigger the more you take away? And it's just yeah. a hole. But like that kind of adds in with grief. And this was something I saw on TikTok a lot of like, what's, you know, that whole thing. And just people like, oh, yeah, what's, what's bigger? That's Sindri right there of like, what gets bigger the more you take away? Just this hole of grief that he has and anger and, yeah. Yeah. No. I when when Mira like said the answer after the funeral, I was like, damn. I want to write something that good, <laughs> right? Um, like so many moments of that of just like I want to write something that good, that impactful. Mm-hmm. And just with like Brock's death, like in video games, like movies had this problem too to an extent. But like with video games, characters are killed off, and the character is like, well, that's it, and it's mm-hmm. like. No, like we're having a funeral for Brock. Brock's presence is still in the world due to his stations being gone. Yeah. Sindri's gone because of Brock. It's like it really sells the loss 
and I don't think enough games do that, and it's yeah. done really well here. I mean, we one of my favorite games does that really well. I guess I'm assuming if you've played God of War Ragnarok, Last of Us Part Two is that sort of deal. Oh yeah, I, of like you feel Joel throughout everything that you do. Yeah, and I'm surprised that they were able to pull that off to an extent. Like obviously not as impactful, mm-hmm. but that sort of thing of like Brock, especially going through post game stuff, he's just always there. You see Sinjuri and just like they really made this. I'm going to be honest, like 2018, the supporting character that didn't really care about, but like he's the first guy you meet Yeah. Uh, in 2018 outside of Kratos and Atreus, and I guess Baldur, but like his whole story is right there. And really, I was so surprised to my feelings towards Brock, like <laughs> how much I miss him. <laughs> like I was thinking about going back to play the, the original and I'm like, I don't want to go back because Brock's going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so sad. Uh, maybe it'll go away soon, but yeah, I they they really elevated him. They really mm. elevated everybody. Yeah. Um, in a way, a sequel should. Like, exactly. Um, I wrote a little bit about that in the, the review, but like, they, like, this is like the sequel that all the other sequels want to be like. like. Yeah. This is like the sequel, um, along with like I've a lot of people say like The Godfather. I never watched that. I haven't either. Yeah. Hmm. I, it, it's it delivered everything for me. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I was thinking about, kind of. I mean, you know, we're both Last of Us fans. Yeah. I was thinking about this oh, the other day. I forget to. Still very jealous of that. <laughs> um, for, I mean, everyone listening, he's got a Last of Us Part 2 tattoo on oh, his arm. Very can't cool. See it. Yeah, we'll get a camera in here eventually and figure <laughs> it out. Um, I was thinking about this the other day of like which one, you know, in terms of sequels, right? I feel like this conversation is going to come up a lot. In fact, kind of funny, which I talk about them a lot because they're like the main video game people I listen to. Um, they just did a video about this. Which one's better? Last was part one versus or part two versus God of War one to Ragnarok. Um, overall, I love how Ragnarok did. It built up. It was a great sequel. I do think it kept it a little safe. Whereas part two, maybe it's just how I am. It took the risks. It completely averted expectations. Um, Maybe that's just maybe this is this is a conversation for a different time, but that's one thing that I hold back from Ragnarok is it really elevated it. It didn't do anything to kind. Of, it kept it overly overall safe, just way bigger. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I'll, I'll keep it short because that's that is a long conversation. But yeah. I feel like they're more similar than different those two sequels because I know The Last of Us Part Two is called Part Two because the director was like, I want this to be a continuation of the first game. It's not a sequel; it's just one mm-hmm. long story. That's a good point. Yeah, which I feel like is the same with Ragnarok. Like it's one long like story, which I feel like the big be- like the discussion of like which beginning of the game is better that kind of falls apart because like. It's not really the beginning of the it's story. A it's a continuation of the story. So it's not the same thing. But um, I do agree that like with The Last of Us Part Two, like it's not safe. People don't like it because of that. Fair. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, with Ragnarok, it's more of like a everybody pleaser. Like yes. this is this is like something like if you don't enjoy God of War Ragnarok, like valid, that's your opinion. But like it's like a very small number compared to like what The yeah. Last of Us Part Two had with the whole the controversy division. and yeah. all that. Um, kind of going off that, like, was there any kind of complaints or like anything that you didn't necessarily enjoy? I mean, obviously we've been talking about this forever. We obviously love the game, but was Mm -hmm. there anything like that you wished we saw more of or like any kind of disappointments? Um, just with, uh, 
honestly, the only like real like thing I have like that is like just Ragnarok at the end. Okay. I feel like um, could have been. I've heard that, it, that people think it's rushed. I don't think it's rushed. Oh no! But like, I don't think so. I feel like it could have been better and i'm not going to give any reasons to why or to what it could be because i'm that's not. the thing I, I think about the actual um myth and it's, it's something that i want to learn more of mm-hmm. but like i was expecting a lot more of like a lot of it's like the actual myth this is a big thing for loki yeah at the time in myth loki's been chained up uh because of him just being a dick basically <laughs> yeah um and then he breaks out of these chains he comes back with this army of the dead which instead it's i think uh the Freya's brother that brings the army yeah, of the, the dead, right? Yeah, the elves and the like yeah. elves. And um, instead it's that, but in the myth, it is Loki bringing this army of the dead. And I, that's what I was expecting of like, we'll get to see Atreus really become Loki, really become this integral part of the myth. He comes with this army from the dead. Yeah. Um, I was a little sad to see that. Like, I don't know. I, I get people saying that it was rushed, but I feel like that's just war at times. Like, yeah, you, like it just rushes through because it's so much happening at once. And I think that's like not an issue, but like the game sets up Ragnarok is like everybody's scared of Ragnarok. This is gonna happen. It's like we're trying to change it, but like we're doing everything that's supposed to happen, so it's gonna happen. Like it's some big event that's gonna destroy Asgard, um, which I like. I like that they changed that. It's like not the whole world because I was yeah. wondering how they're gonna Same. do that. But That's just why I Asgard. Egypt mythology would work out. <laughs> they worked out. Yeah, just Asgard. I'm like, this is gonna be a big battle, and like even like just the scene of uh, Kratos becoming a general and like blowing Galahorn and like all the portals opening. Like, oh shit, the it's happening. <laughs> <laughs> and then we go in, and it's like, oh okay, the battle's happening. There's like things happening. It's huge, but like I feel like it doesn't. It sets it up to be so big, and then it like kind of like lowers a little bit mm-hmm. which may be intentional Don't yeah know. i mean like you said i do like that odin is the finale and the fact that he's in a corner but there could have been something of like i don't know us taking down suitor or something mm-hmm. um then we could have asgard i don't know i know that one of the big things was like asgard and ragnarok has to happen asgard has to get destroyed yeah. sort of deal um but i'm and i do agree that something could have made it more elevated and like the deal is i don't know what and yeah. that, i mean i mean that i mean at a certain point we will know what will be at a yeah. point in our game design career game yeah. writer career that we can figure it out but we're still learning i guess yeah no and i honestly it, it works anyway that's like really my only complaint if you um, had to find a complaint if i had to find like honestly think this game is a masterpiece i know that word is thrown around a lot like this is a masterpiece yeah. like I think this is a masterpiece. In the episode that we talked about God of War and our kind of expectations, I did say like for me personally, I don't know if I preface that for me personally, but mm-hmm. God of War is as close to a perfect game as we're going to get. I know like some of the stuff doesn't work with the enemy variety, um, especially like the boss fights, uh, Atreus getting his whole angry teenager phase is ridiculous. It works <laughs> for the story, but holy cow, man, shut up. Um <laughs> But for me, I could play through that. It's the same thing with Last of Us. I could play through that no matter what. Mm-hmm. And I think Ragnarok will come to a point of that too, where like, if I ever am just needing a game to play, I'll just replay Ragnarok or something. You know, definitely got like at least 10 replays of me. As mm-hmm. much as I love The Last of Us, I played through that game, the original like 20 times maybe. Wow. 
I still haven't. I, it just <laughs> destroys me. That's the thing of like every time I want to play through, I just am like we're wiping away tears. Cause no, just... apparently I'm a mess because I love being sad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think this game. It I think it has a lot of re- replay value, which I'm excited for, like New Game Plus and whatever that is coming yeah. when that's coming. Especially with the betrayal of Tear and like. I'm so excited to see how that works out. Like knowing that he is Odin, how does that change my opinion of him seeing the stuff that he does, seeing like the things that he does while he's impersonating Tyr? I'm so excited. Going back to that, I was like, the people I talked to who were playing the game were like, this Tyr guy is like, he's a wimp. Yeah. Like he's so weird. Like what is he? <laughs> he's not like going to help us. <laughs> What's going on? And it's like, I see what they were doing there. I've seen videos of like Tyr calling Freya Frigg. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, yeah, little that should have like been that. a red flag. And I love that Brock is the person who figures it out because he's like, no bullshit. Like, is anybody else noticing this? I'm like, and like that moment, it's like, oh, yeah. Brock's Something's right. Off. Yeah. <laughs> like, keep, keep spinning. Like, keep talking. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, shit. Yeah. You did too much, he dude. You figured it out too yeah. late, basically. And, like, Brock basically just saves their lives. Yeah, for sure. I mean, worst case, one thing that I always kind of, or not always think about, but one thing I think about, like, there's so many times where Odin could have just killed them. Like, even just making their food, you know? Poisoning, <laughs> Poisoning them. <laughs> They're all dead. Yeah. <laughs> um, which I think is good. Like, not good. I, I think is um, to his character because, like, he really isn't lying. He does not want, like, war and like him to die but like he also is selfish and he wants to figure out what happens when gods die yeah he um, wants ultimate knowledge yeah <laughs> which is something he's been pursuing ever since the beginning like the whole reason he lost his eye is because of that yeah i think they talk about that in the game yeah i think yeah. so like through Mamir's story or whatever mm-hmm. um but like he is not bullshitting he's like okay we can work together but i'm gonna be in control and i could have killed you <laughs> i could have killed you at any point and it's like Okay, well, it kind of gives him credence. I that's how he gets in your head. Is like, yeah. oh, well, um, I love Odin as a villain. He's so right? good. Oh. I think more and more people will realize how like good he is as time goes on. But like, so good. And a big way through that we haven't really talked about it was so, like just the acting of like everybody, Odin, Thor, Freya especially, just killed it. And Kratos <laughs> just like being able to see Christopher Judge like grief through this hardened individual. Like, yeah, the beginning moments of just seeing him like almost to tears because he's still impacted by phase lost it's great acting is so good and like it's getting way better in games as we go on i originally i wanted to be a, like an a actor for games like Interesting, yeah. uh a long time ago but like seeing like all the performances and like just seeing like how christopher judge can say like no in like 50 different ways and like <laughs> the amount of times the no when he's talking to odin has been memed already yeah so funny <laughs> it is funny and like just him saying like grunting and like conveying like different i like how you, when you turn on subtitles it like tells mm-hmm. you like frustrated grunt dismissive yes. grunt. <laughs> like that's funny but like i don't know yeah freya awesome um i think odin does a really good job as well the person mm-hmm. who plays odin um tear and sindri i'm not tear sindri brock and brock sindri, and sindri yeah really good everybody just brings it i haven't seen a lot of mocap of sindri but i should search out for it because i feel like i don't know i don't even know who the actor is i follow him on twitter oh um, nice he's talks he's talking a little bit about it and he's like cool and showing love but uh, yeah like they all bring it i'm following all of them on on twitter mm-hmm. because i just i need to i only follow like some of the i know i follow Raf. i don't know the last name pronunciation but he's like the main 3d modeler 
oh, okay. um, for God of War Ragnarok. And seeing his like behind the scenes stuff of like him and Maya design, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is so cool to me. <laughs> um, yeah, like behind the scenes of games, it's always interesting mm-hmm. for me and you and yeah. other people. But yeah, I, I love that. I love so, that shit. Yeah. Um, I don't know. As we kind of close this off, is there any closing thoughts that you have? Anything that we haven't mentioned? I feel like we've pretty much covered everything. Yeah. Um, and I still feel like there's more to cover. Exactly. Like, you could talk about this for hours, but... I'm yeah. so excited to see the video essays that come up. <laughs> I'm waiting, yeah. yeah there's as... one that's from 2018 that I absolutely love that's uh-huh. all about how they trans like made the lore work. I cannot wait to see how people analyze this in the future. Yeah, and it just makes you appreciate it more because you're like, oh, wow. And like yeah. you go through it and like... This is just, it gets better and better over time, I feel. Yeah. Um, sure. I just love the game. Um, so, yeah. closing off, I don't know. Have you played Elden Ring? Yes. Have okay. not finished it. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's that's fair. Um, going into game of the year things, I'm curious, what is your personal one and which one do you think is going to win? God of War, God of War. <laughs> okay, nice. No, 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, my, my personal favorite uh, for the on the list was God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, I played, I think all of them all of the all of the game of the year um nominees and it just blows everything out of the water for me personally to win i think it's gonna be a (laughs) toss-up it really is elden ring versus god of war and i'm like elden ring was like a global phenomenon that was hat like that like kind of took the world by storm and i don't like god of war is kind of the same but like Mm -hmm. it's gonna be tough it's just it's two completely different games i I think a lot of people are so held up on choosing a side instead of just being like, dude, video games are fucking cool. And we've yeah. had a great year of games. No, I agree. Like, I, I'm i not a Souls person, like mm-hmm. Souls like um, player. And like, I throughout the whole entirety of like Elden Ring, I was like, I was to my cousin. I'm like, can you help me? <laughs> but like, <laughs> That was me with my friends of like, they would come up and be like, look, what am I doing here? I'm like, let's sit down. There were so many Discord calls where they would just project their thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so you need to go to your menu because I'm so I'm big into all of that. Just to even get like multiplayer working, uh, we won't go into Elder Ring. But I need to figure. It, I think there are mods now to make that easier. It's easier. Yeah, yeah, I need to do that with one of my friends, but we'll see. Yeah, um, um, I love. It. I don't like love love Elden Ring, but like I think I can see why it's on that list. And I yeah, if it won, I'll be like, okay, shit. I mean. <laughs> yeah yeah i i do agree like i've um i watch um a lot of pierce a lot and mm-hmm. she's like talks about like um sometimes with uh games it's like the whole conversation gets muddled like uh this game's better this game's better your game sucks it's like they, they don't really matter like it the doesn't. game awards like if you like the game then no one can change that so. yeah i don't know she's uh, it's so cool that she got to work on this game too yeah um her a lot of her career is like what i strive to do of like going f- between game i mean you're probably the same way same. Right? Yeah. <laughs> of like game journalism game writing and then working on games and stuff it's such a cool industry i'm excited yeah. hopefully i'll get to be a part of it working same here games. dude <laughs> yeah. um i don't know for me personally going into game of the year you know like you said doesn't really matter at the end of the day but i wouldn't be surprised if we see another similar thing to 2018 where Elden Ring wins a lot of the smaller nominations similar to how Red Dead won a lot of those smaller nominations mm-hmm. and then God of War takes it in the end yeah. um, or vice versa or vice versa yeah I wouldn't be surprised if that's how it turns out for me personally it's hard because of recency bias I guess I would say Ragnarok right now um, 
Either that or probably Xenoblade Blade Chronicles 3. Surprisingly, you said you played. Oh no, that's okay. the one game I, I didn't call play. You out the on that, one I game I didn't play. A lot of people yeah. didn't play, it, and I completely understand. It's a JRPG grindy hundred hour game. Yeah, is it only um, on Switch? I don't have a yeah, Switch. Yeah, it's only game. on Switch. Yeah. Um, that's a really good one. And the more I look back on Elden Ring as a Souls person, there's a lot of stuff like the world is amazing. The bosses are cool, but compared to other Soulsborne, I don't know if it really holds up there's a lot of like weapon balancing and stuff like that that doesn't yeah yeah personally i play a mage that's the only way i can mm, play it really <laughs> i know that's a whole thing in the yeah. souls community i, I won't... could care less about that play the game yeah. how you want to play the game there's no confidence people who do that thing of like get good use a sword and that's it i that is how i play because i like that challenge mm. but i don't gatekeep that's stupid <laughs> it's like why would they put it in the game if they didn't want you exactly yeah. yeah but i can see you like i love elder rings world it's open mm. world um for some reason i know jrr tolkien was or wow jrr martin was a big <laughs> emphasis on it but like it reminds me of like one of the best fantasy worlds i've seen since like lord of the rings where like it feels grand vast you're exploring it mm-hmm. it it's such a beautifully well done world and i wish yeah i don't know it's really good. I also like its narrative. I know that was a thing that was like a big argument is going to like, why is Elden Ring a narrative? I'm like, guys, there's gonna be multiple video. <laughs> <laughs> there can be multiple types of narrative. And like I like that type of narrative, but I also like the narrative like like gotta work that mm-hmm. takes you on. So I mean, both games have yeah. very good qualities. I'm excited to see how it works out. Uh we will be talking about game of the year uh stuff and keely's game awards show next episode it's coming um, yeah yeah it's next week so i'm excited um apparently there's a lot of reveals or something but keely always says that he's always like guys you guys aren't ready for this come three watch hours of ghost simulator three which yeah. whatever um but yeah i think that's pretty much gonna conclude it thank you so much for coming on ronnie it was a yeah, blast to talk to you with all about that um and yeah i think we're gonna be taking a little bit of a break with uh winter break coming up and finals well hopefully we'll be able to do something i want to have an episode with charlie uh who was on the previously mentioned game jam team grind set to kind of talk about his experience through all of this in fact he's down in the library working right now so i'll go in check up on him see how he's doing with all that um but yeah thank you so much for listening um if you'd like to be a guest on this podcast talk about your favorite games and the news that we cover um make sure to email me at j.day at usudentmedia.com we've also got our discord which we're hoping to kind of have a little bit more on there i know it's kind of been dead for those that have been using it but we want to use that a lot more um so feel free to join that send in questions comments whatever um make sure to feel free to like leave a review comments on it um subscribe to it all the usual stuff uh, one thing i yeah. had to have that god of war review coming out oh yes to, for yeah, sure yeah. um one of the things that ronnie's been working on a lot is writing we'll actually have a lot more game reviews coming on our uh website which i will be shouting out as much as i can um you're working on a marvel snap one as well which I'm very excited about maybe i'll have you on t- for that because i want to talk about marvel snap but yeah thank you so much for listening guys and uh we will see you next time